I want you to imagine with me for a minute that a couple weeks ago I came up to you personally and I told you that I want to get you a Christmas present this year. Okay? Just imagine that, that I am really excited to get you this gift. I hype it all up leading up to Christmas and then when Christmas Day finally comes, I bring in this fairly good-sized box, wrapped all nicely, a pretty bow on top, and uh, when the time comes to finally open the gifts, I bring the box over to you, place it on your lap, and you start opening up the box, undoing the ribbon and the bow, and you open the top up, and inside was a living, breathing human baby. Whoa, wait a second. How would you feel about that? Maybe you'd be thrilled. Maybe you'd be horrified. We, I think we'd all be pretty shocked, right? And you'd probably be really confused. Be thinking, this baby is for me? How so? Did you go and raid a maternity ward at the hospital? Did you go kidnap someone else's baby to give it to me? How is this baby for me? Or is this your baby? Why would you give this baby to me? Is this a practical joke? Where are the hidden cameras in here? Right? We'd be, we'd be thinking things like that. You'd probably be sure thinking that I'd been knocked firmly off my rocker. But uh, this, is, this would be shocking to us if we were given a living, breathing human baby. Earlier this year, the radio station, Hot 89.9, had a controversial contest going on. You might have noticed the ads around town. I noticed one just at a bus stop down here on Main Street in front of St. Paul's. But the ads showed a picture of a baby, and then it had different slogans on it like, She could be yours, or Are you my mommy? The one I saw had a little cute baby holding a sign that said, Win me. (laughs) Well, the ads were designed to catch our attention, and they sure carried out that part. They caught our attention. They were shocking, and people wondered, was this radio station really giving away a baby? Really? Well, it turns out that the contest was open to couples who wanted to have a baby, but for whatever reasons weren't able to get pregnant. And so the five winning couples of the contest weren't actually given a baby. They were given the money needed to begin fertility treatments. And so it was still controversial but it was more understandable once you knew what was behind it. Some people labeled it tacky, but it legitimately changed the lives of those who were the winners of the contest, giving them the chance to begin a family that they never thought they'd get. Well, these types of scenarios are shocking to us. Why would someone give away a baby to you or me or to anyone? Why would they do that? But did you know that at Christmas, we celebrate the gift of a baby? That's what we celebrate at Christmas. And this gift of a baby was intended as a gift for you. If it were under the tree tonight, it'd have your name on the label. And no, this is not just an offer like the, co- the contest the radio station did for fertility treatments, or it's not a baby that someone's just giving to you that you get to have as your own child and raise and parent as it grows up. But I would say that this gift should be as shocking to us as some of these other scenarios I've described. It should be shocking 
Number one, because of who the baby is. And number two, it should be shocking because of what this baby really offers us. In uh, Luke 2, the Christmas story, which was read for us earlier, it says this, that when the angel showed up to the shepherds, the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. So this tells us that this little baby that was born 2,000 years ago was born for us. Jesus was born on earth for everyone. It said in verse 10, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for everyone. And then you notice, even though this little baby wasn't born to the shepherds or their wives or their family members, it was born to Mary and Joseph, the angel, though, told the shepherds, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. To you. To them. And that signifies that in some way, the baby was born for everyone. From shepherds to kings, everyone in between. Even many years later, he was born for us, born to us. This baby was a gift to humanity. You've probably all seen people at sporting events holding up a sign when they're in the stands that says John 3.16. Have you seen that before? And uh, this sign, though, isn't trying to get some guy named John's attention who's sitting in maybe section 3, row 16. That's not what it's trying to say. The signs that are being held up is actually a verse in the Bible, and it's probably the most famous verse in the Bible, John 3.16. And you know what this verse tells us, though? That Jesus was a gift. That Jesus was a gift from God to man. This verse says, For God so loved the world that he gave. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son. He gave his one and only Son to the world that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And this verse really answers the question as to why God gave us this gift. Because he loved us. For God so loved the world that he gave. That's why we've been given the gift. And if you ever had the experience of falling in love with someone, whether it's puppy love or real love or anything like that, one way that we show our love to people is by giving them gifts. So we might get them chocolate or flowers or clothes or something that they like. Well, God did the same. He loved us, so he gave us a gift. He gave us the gift of his son because he loved us. Remember the example I gave you at the beginning of me giving you a baby for Christmas. I'll tell you right now, that would never happen in real life. It would would never happen. For those of you who don't know me, my wife and I had our first child uh, in this summer, back in June. And Peter actually turned six months as of today, so that's kind of exciting. Uh, But he's been an incredible blessing in our lives. But let me say this. No matter how much you ask me, no matter how much you beg me, no matter how much you pay me, no matter what happens, I would never give you my son as a gift. It would never happen. Why? Because I don't love you that much. I don't even love my own family members that much. I just wouldn't give him away. Okay? 
And no one would expect me to do that. It would just be crazy. But you know what? God's love was so great. God's love was so huge. God's love was so incredible that he actually gave us his son as a gift. Not only that, John 3.16 says it was his only son. His only son. Maybe you feel that this Christmas that you just don't feel God's love. You don't feel that God cares about you. Louis Giglio says this, that do you have a little voice telling you that God doesn't care about you? A little baby's cry is telling you that he does. Little baby's cry is telling you that God cares about you and he loves you. So love is what compelled God to give us this gift. But why do we need this gift? What's important about this gift? Have you ever gotten a gift that when you opened it up, you didn't know what to do with it? You're confused as to what it is or what it's for. You're like, okay, thank you, (laughs) I guess, (laughs) I think. What is this for? What do I do with it? Have you ever felt that before? I think we all have. (laughs) We might feel this way, though, I think also with the gift of Jesus. And say, thank you, God. But why do we need him? Why do we need Jesus? What do we do with this gift? Well, the Bible is very clear that even though God loves humanity with a passion, humanity hasn't loved God back. In fact, humanity has gone against God at almost every turn. For example, God told us that we should have no other gods besides him. And that's a pretty reasonable thing, considering that he is the only God. But we decided to make other things gods into our lives. Whether that's a wooden or stone idol, or maybe today just simply things that displace God in our lives. Rob him of our affection. Maybe things like our family, which would be a good thing, or our job, it's a good thing, but if they displace God, it's an idol. Or our hobbies, or entertainment. Many things could be idols. Other example, God told us not to lie, told us not to steal, he told us not to covet. These are all Ten Commandments. But all of us have lied before. Little white lies count. All of us have stolen things before, whether that be shoplifting or simply stealing time from our employers. All of us have, we covet things every day. We want and desire our friends' homes and cars and toys and money or even their lives. We want to be them. Those are four of God's many commands for people. Don't even get me started on when we can go into greed and lust and impurity or pride. And God asks us to follow his laws out of love for him. But since we don't love him very much, we haven't loved him, we break those commands. We go against him over and over and over again. Now, the big problem with all this, with all these ways that we've sinned, that's the biblical word sin for all the wrong things we've done. The big problem with these sins is that even though God loves us, he must punish sin. Because he's also just, and he's holy, and he's righteous, and he can't leave sins unpunished. So on the one hand, he infinitely loves us, desperately loves us. But on the other, we've sinned against him, and our sins can't go unpunished. 
And the scariest part of that is that the punishment for sin, we know from the Bible, is death. Not only physical death, which we, we will all face, but eternal and spiritual death. Separation from God forever. Romans 6.23 says that the wages or the punishment of sin is death. Now obviously, that doesn't sound like very good news. You might think I'm being like the Grinch or Scrooge on this Christmas Eve. It's not very good news. But the verse continues that I just read, Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but, but the gift, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the gift which comes through Jesus is that we don't have to die. We can live forever, eternally with God in heaven. Jesus was the gift that literally, you could say, keeps on giving. Jesus himself was the gift, and then he gives us life instead of death. So the bad news is that we all deserve death, but when the angel came to the shepherds, remember what he said. He said, today, I do not be afraid, I bring you good news. I bring you good news. The bad news, we deserve death. What's the good news? The good news is that a Savior was born for us. Someone to save us from our sins, to save us from death. The most incredible aspect of the gift of the baby, I think, though, was that the giver knew that the baby would die. That's the most incredible part of the gift. If you had asked me to give you the gift of my son, I already told you I never do that, but let's say for some reason I did give you this gift of my son, and you said, thank you for the gift, now I'm going to kill him. How would I respond? No, you're not. I'll kill you first. <laughs> right? But that's not how God responded. He gave us the gift of his son, knowing full well his son was going to be killed by us. Talk about love. And we ask, well, why would God let that happen? And the answer is because, that because through Jesus, he solved the problem of loving us and yet punishing our sin. See, the baby would grow up and be a man who walked upon the earth, had a three-year ministry, and then he'd be killed. But he was killed in order to pay the punishment of death that we deserved. That's how Jesus could give us the gift of life Instead of death, he died for us. He died the death we should have died. Talk about love. You might also ask, though, why or how is a dead person that good of a gift? And that's because he didn't stay dead. Three days later, he came back to life. And now, remarkably, even though we were the ones who killed his son, God still wants to give to us. That's incredible. He still wants to give to us. He wants to give us life. He wants to give us grace and mercy, salvation, joy, peace. These are gifts that are offered to you this Christmas, all because of the original gift of a baby in a manger. 
Romans 8.32 says that he who did not spare his own son, speaking of God the Father, he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Graciously give us these things. So the gift sits under the tree for you, waiting to be opened, waiting to be received. My question for you tonight is this. Have you received this gift before? Have you accepted it? If you have, let us rejoice in wonder at the astonishing and shocking gift of a baby to us. Celebrate that, that this Christmas. Marvel in it. If you haven't received this before, you can today receive it tonight. God promises that if we believe in Jesus as a Savior from our sins and turn from those sins, we'll be saved forever. Eternally. I would love nothing more to talk to you more about this or if you have questions. No matter what your plans are after the service, please, uh, no matter what your family does, whatever your friends think, this is the decision that needs to be made tonight. Very important. I invite you to pull me aside after the service or come up and talk to me. I'd love to do that. But the gift of a baby awaits you tonight. It's waiting for you. And I can guarantee it will be the best gift you've ever received. It will be the best gift. Angela's going to sing, come and sing one more song for us that asks many questions. And one of them is this, that how many fathers would give up their son for me. And only one would. And that one did it for us. After that, we'll close the service uh, by singing some well-known carols together. And uh, some ushers will come down the aisles and we can light the candles in from there. And uh, we'll sing together and close the service by candlelight. Okay, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for the gift of your son that is really mind-boggling to us. How generous you are and how gracious you are and how loving you are to us. We thank you for that, Lord, and we uh, pray that if anyone here uh, has not received this gift before, that they would tonight and that they would receive the eternal life that you offer by believing in your Son. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.